there, and thanks for tuning in to episode 61 of the Eyes Free Sports Podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. Here on episode 61, our guest is a blind bodybuilder and beat baseball player. And he also has done a lot of videos uh, for YouTube, just raising awareness about blind and visually impaired individuals and uh, also beat baseball and adaptive sports as well. So let's go ahead and get rolling now with episode 61. Okay, so my guest here on this episode of Eyes Free Sports is a former beatball teammate and a great guy who I've gotten to know pretty well, Justin Holland. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Glad to be here, and uh, I appreciate you asking me to come on. Absolutely. Great to reconnect and talk uh, some beatball and some just some blind sports in general here. For sure. So, Justin, let's just kick things off here uh, with kind of a brief intro of yourself as far as your where you were born, your, you know, your early years. I was born, born and raised here in North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. Gaston is the actual town, but I usually, I usually just tell people Charlotte. And uh, yeah, I've pretty much lived here my whole life. And I was not, you know, when it comes to the whole um, you know, losing my sight thing, you know, it wasn't like I was born blind or vision impaired. So I grew up, you know, when it, when it come to my eyes, everything was normal all the way up until I was 20. So I grew up just your average, uh, kid playing outside growing up. Just, we, we was all the time playing sports out in the road and just in the neighborhood. We had, we had several kids my age where we grew up playing sports together. So we was all the time in the neighborhood playing. And, um, so I grew up playing, baseball basketball um, a little bit of football like I pretty much played everything growing up and baseball was probably baseball and basketball were my two two favorite sports to play played that pretty much all the way up through high school uh, in high school I actually didn't make the baseball team and I played tennis and that was pretty much I played oh, tennis wow. and soccer which was <laughs> it was kind of a, a a shift I only played soccer one year but I played a little bit of tennis and then um yeah, I went to college and then uh, I went to college here in, in North Carolina. It's University of North Carolina at Charlotte, UNCC, not the UNC Chapel Hill, which they happened to grab a win last night over Duke, which was uh, which was nice because I'm a UNC Tar Heel fan. So, yeah, um, yep. nice upset. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, I was going to school for um, going to college for mechanical engineering, and then that was when when I was twenty, it was like my third year. I, uh, that's when I lost my sight. Gotcha. And let's just get into that a little bit. Just talk to me about what actually happened and your, your diagnosis and everything. Yeah, I was back in 2016. I was, like I said, it was actually, dang, it's coming up on, it was actually this exact time of year. It was in April. And I, uh, started seeing a, a spot in my right, was it my right eye or left? I think my left eye first. I can't even remember now. <laughs> um, but I started, there was a spot which at the time I thought I just needed a new pair of glasses because I lost my old ones. And I was like, ah, oh, it's just blurry vision. So I went to the doctor and that was kind of when everything started, you know, went and then they was like, it's not glasses, you know, it's something else. And then basically it took several months after, after a couple of weeks though, it started in the other eye. Uh, but it took several months for them to figure out what was going on. Uh, I think April to June was kind of the time that it took me to stop driving uh, to be like, you know, legally blind. And then from April until I think September is when they, August or September was when they kind of gave me, you know, the genetic testing or whatever the diagnosis, which what I have is a uh, labors, 
Uh, there's, I think there's several different kinds, but it's labor's hereditary optic neuropathy. So it's a genetic, you know, genetic disease or condition. The word disease always kind of weirded me out. So I don't use the word disease. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I say genetic condition. So it's genetic, but no one in my family's lost their sight. I'm the first one. So uh, it took like, like I said, it started in April and it took probably until like December, January the next year for it to like, for my eyes to be where they're at right now, which, you know, I don't have, I don't have any usable vision. All I, all I really have is just uh, light perception. Right. I see. And then just going back to 2016, just talk to me about, uh, you know, the experience of going through all this and did it kind of take a toll on you mentally? I mean, it's obviously such a sudden change in your life and everything. Yeah. So for me at first, uh, like I moved home from college and uh, that's, I actually haven't went back. That's kind of in the works right now. I think I'm going to try to go back and finish up. Um, but yeah, honestly, the thing that I felt like fitness in college, like I said, I was going for not fitness. That's not what I was going for. I was going for engineering. But when I moved home and this all started, I just like, I still had a part-time job. I got a part-time job at a restaurant. So that kind of kept me busy doing something while I, while I could and could still see enough. And then that, that eventually stopped. I couldn't work anymore. Cause I was just like running into people and I would take food to their table. And someone is, it, I have a lot of stories from working in a restaurant and I couldn't <laughs> see it, but I'd take food to someone's table and they'd be like, man, I had, I had the salmon and I didn't, I couldn't even see what if I had salmon or steak. Cause it was like a dimly lit restaurant too. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yep, yep. So I was giving people the wrong food. <laughs> Um, but that, you know, there's all kinds of things, but it, yeah, fitness was like the thing, like working out. That's kind of the thing that I fell, I guess, or used to like keep me busy. Um, hmm. and that's also when I started making YouTube, when I like stopped working was when I started like making some YouTube videos. And, um, so that along with when I moved home, I moved back in with my, my uh, dad. So I had a support system there. So I had, you know, my mom helped me go through all the you know, all the BS of everything of learning how to basically, you know, all the resources that are out there, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah. I had help. Uh, so honestly, at first it really wasn't as bad for me. I don't think, uh, I was kind of, I guess you could say I was in denial cause I thought I was going to, I thought it was going to stop. <laughs> of course right. it didn't. Uh, but, uh, no, there's definitely been moments though, you know, obviously where it gets tough, but finding something to keep me busy, like working out or a hobby or something like that definitely helped. For sure. Yep. B-ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Yep. And we'll get into that here in just a second. Um, so just kind of thinking back again to that time frame. So were you, you know, pretty active? Were you competing in any sports in college, even just recreationally? In college, when I could still see, I was doing some, doing some like intramural sports or, you know, flag football and, uh, basketball uh we had we had at the school but um when i when i lost my sight and i moved home um and i also played like church softball church basketball church volleyball so i was still playing sports and uh you know throughout college and stuff like that but when i lost my sight the only thing that i was really doing was working out uh i didn't even know about beatball or any any blind sports or anything like that so i was really just focused on weightlifting and bodybuilding it was always a goal of mine, even in college, like when I could see to like do a competition. So the year, so 2016 was the year I lost my sight. The next year, 2017, 
I competed in a, um, a bodybuilding competition. So that was an experience. I did one in seven, 2017 and one in 2018. Oh, nice. So, Very cool. And what, uh, what organization or what was that through? This, uh, the first one was through Jesus Christ, uh, MPC. That's what it was. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of the one that feeds into, um, you know, when you, most people think of bodybuilding, they think of the big, huge guys, which is usually IFBB, which is your, the best guys. I mean, that's Mr. Olympia. Those, those guys is, uh, IFBB, but, uh, yeah, I did MPC. Uh, the class that I did was bodybuilding. And I think I was like middleweight. I think I weighed like 170 to 175 when I was like on stage. So yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was a fun, fun time. The second one was not through, um, through really any organization. It was actually a guy who, uh, another guy that makes YouTube videos. He has quite a following online and, um, was kind of an inspiration to me as far as starting to make content and stuff like that on YouTube. So he put on a competition and a lot of the people that, you know, that know him came down and competed. So that was the second one that I did. That was done in Texas. Nice. Very cool. And when it comes to like any kind of adaptations, uh, was there anything that maybe you would do differently as a blind bodybuilder? Oh yeah, man. Uh, working out was just in general, like lifting weight. See, it was good because the gym that I went back to, I went to before I lost my sight. So I had a advantage on, they've actually changed the layout since then. So I had to relearn it, but I, I still knew the layout of the building, just learning little tricks inside of the gym, where to, how to find things, how to do some exercises different, uh, how to make sure I had the right weight, you know, little things like that into the, the gym working out. But honestly, as far as working out, weightlifting, stuff like that, that was, there wasn't much really adaptation to it. I mean, there was little things like with squatting or, you know, lifting um, some heavier weights just because of balance issues and things like that. Like I still struggle doing lunges or uh, stuff like that with a barbell on my back just because of it's hard to balance. But there really wasn't much with that. The, I think when it came to bodybuilding, one of the things that people don't know is like posing they, they think, you know, especially sighted people, they're like, man, it's just a bunch of old up meatheads wearing <laughs> like a, a thong on stage, <laughs> which I guess they're not wrong. <laughs> yep. um, but posing, man, that was, that was the, you know, that's it. It's, it's really difficult, but I think learning how to pose, not being able to see was hard, but it actually was, I think it was harder than someone that could see, but it was actually an advantage when it came to, you know, the actual competition, because then it was no different for me. Uh, so that was, it was, it was a difficulty, but you know, and the way that I kind of learned how to turn and try to keep, make sure I was facing the right way and stuff like that was just using my feet to do, you know, like, uh, make like a 90 degree angle to make sure I was turning, uh, turning the right amount, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, man, there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, the biggest thing was going into, a visual sport because i mean it really bodybuilding is about how you look really uh it's not like it's not about how much you lift it's what you look like and so sure uh you're going into a visual sport not being able to see that's that was the the biggest thing <laughs> gotcha makes sense yo and so let's transition to beat baseball so just talk to me about how you initially found out about beat baseball and what really intrigued you about the sport like i said you know growing up baseball is probably it was definitely one of my favorite sports and one of the ones that I was better at. And uh, so I always enjoyed it. I don't even know how I heard about it. I think actually someone told my dad, a guy that 
my dad knew a friend of his, my dad was talking to him about how I lost my sight. And this guy was like, yeah, you should, you should tell him to check out beat baseball. And so we were both like, what, like, what the heck is beat base beat baseball? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's baseball for the blind. And it was like, cause there used to be like, I think there used to be like five teams between North and South Carolina, but now there's, there's none. And so we started doing some research. I found the NBBA website. I found out like how to buy some, you know, balls. So we bought a couple of balls and then my dad found on the website, like the resources of teams. And so we looked up, I think the closest one was Athens. And so Athens, Georgia, and I'm in, yep. like I said, I've been right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. So my dad sent Roger an email and, uh, the next morning at like seven thirty eight 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 o'clock in the morning, Rogers uh, give me a call. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was how it uh, that was how it got started. That was two thousand. What would that have been? Seventeen, eighteen, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, because uh, that was the year we played together. So that was probably April, about this time of year, maybe April, May. Right. Um. And so we found out, and then a couple weeks later, we went down for a practice. We started – a couple of balls came in in the mail. We started getting in the backyard and, you know, messing around with them. And so that was how it, that was how it all got started. Very cool. And then I'm curious, did you know right away, you know, when you stepped in that batter's box, when you were out on the field, you know, that this is a sport that you really wanted to pursue long-term – I'll, I'll be honest. At first, I didn't know what to expect as far as the competition. Uh, right. I'm a competitive person, and it's just – it's really enjoyed and uh, fun for me, you know, playing a sport and competing against others. And even, even like, you know, going back to the fitness thing, you know, that's – for me, the competition was more about almost like competing with myself, um, and that's why I enjoy it so much. But, yeah, like when I, when I hit the ball the first time – feeling that feeling of just like when you get like a really good hit it, it you know i had the same feeling of you know because playing normal baseball and softball and sports like that there's like no better feeling when you get like a really good hit or make a good play or something like that so when i went to the first world series i think that's when i really knew i mean i loved obviously i loved practicing and stuff but i didn't really get to play i think we scrimmaged one i think we scrimmaged the firing squad in atlanta Hmm. But that was really the only game, I think, until the World Series that I ever played in 2018. So those were the first games um, that I ever got to play. But that was when I think I really knew that I was, you know, it was going to be something that I really got hooked on was that first World Series. Exactly. Yeah. And so I know you have played on uh, some other teams. So just kind of if you want to give an overview of your beatball career, you know, since 2018. And I know you've really become uh you know, quite a star in the game here in just a few years. So, uh, so yeah, the first, first team, and I appreciate that. I probably wouldn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the first team was obviously Athens. Uh, and that was, you know, Greg, that's when we played together it was 2018. So that's, that's, uh, you know, how we met and we got to play, play that year and have a lot of fun. So that was in, uh, played with Athens in the world series. What year was, uh, Eau Claire, right? Wisconsin. Mm, that's right. Um, and then the next year I played with Athens again, and that was uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Then the next year ended up, that was when I think, you know, the old, uh, the bug came around and we didn't really <laughs> play any games that whole year. So the only tournament we, I actually, I practiced with, uh, 
with Athens in the beginning of the year, and then that's when everything shut down. And then the only games I played that year was actually with Atlanta and Indian, uh, Indianapolis for the uh, Hitters and Heroes, the Indy Edge tournament. And oh, so I yeah. played with Atlanta. I played – that was the first time playing with them. And it was actually the first time that team was together, the Chaos, Atlanta Chaos. Uh, that was the first tournament they played. So that was when uh, I played with them. And then the next year, you know – that was when I, you know, Roger and John with Athens, they said there wasn't going to be as active anymore um, as far as, you know, with the team and stuff like that. So uh, that was when, you know, uh, I, I started playing with Atlanta. And so last year was, uh, let's see here, we skipped 2020. So 2021, uh, yeah, I played with, uh, played with the Atlanta Chaos. And now, I'll be uh, for 2022. I'll be playing with the indie, the indie edge. Gotcha. Very cool. And then uh, I forgot to also I played with uh, this was last year in one of the tournaments. I played with uh, Bayou City, actually um, Bayou City Heat up in Chicago for the uh, for that tournament. Oh, wow. Neat. Yeah. And I know uh, you have uh, hit some home runs or you've come pretty close to, to hitting some balls pretty far. And I'm curious, how do you generate that power? What's your secret there? Honestly, I think the, the real big advantage is coming from a, a baseball background. Sure. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, I personally can't speak on what it would be like to like lose, uh, you know, be born visually impaired or be born blind and, and then try to learn how to swing a baseball bat. Like I can definitely see the challenge in that. So for me, obviously, you know, like I said, growing up all the way up until I was 20, I played, played some softball, played baseball a good bit. And so I have that natural baseball swing and I've had the same swing since pretty much since I can remember. I mean, it, it was just, you know, obviously a coach and with T-ball and stuff like that, I'll, I'll I had people that taught me how to swing in the proper mechanics. And then I just kind of had the natural form that I fell into. And then, um, you know, now it definitely helps obviously too, with the, you know, coming from someone who got into fitness and working out. So the strength aspect, I'm sure, um, definitely helps contribute, you know, not skipping leg day. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so yeah, you know, working out, uh, and then also just having that, that experience as far as, having a swing that I've, I've already, I was already comfortable with coming in to beat baseball, I think is, is kind of what helps me to, uh, to do that. Yeah. Right. I see. And then in terms of, uh, you know, fielding defense versus offense and, and actually batting, uh, would you say you're stronger at either position or do you enjoy, you know, either one more so than the other? Huh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, as far as do I have one that I'm better at? You know, I think the big thing with hitting is, um, you know, the, the power is there, you know, like that's, you know, the big thing with hitting is I want to try to keep improving as far as my batting average. Uh, so that's kind of the area that I would, I would think like, um, I need to improve upon is just getting more consistent just overall, you know, with my swing, you improve my swing, uh, more consistent as far as timing, those, those type of things. Um, so I can improve, improve on the, the hitting side of things. And um, Fielding is definitely from, you know, 2018, my first year. Ah, man, it's been such – as far as the area that I've improved upon the most, it's definitely Fielding. Uh, <laughs> and as far as the one that I enjoy the most, I would say – I mean, there's no better feeling like, a, you know, like I said, when you, when you 
absolutely get a hold of a ball or like, you know, it's a solid hit, you, you know, it's a really good hit. There's no better feeling than that, but fielding is fun. It really is because that's, there's no, well, coming from the sided world, there's really no sport like it. And so I was, I was trying to field the ball like a normal baseball player would. So trying to just reach down and pick the ball up like you were, you know, I know there is some people in the league that actually use, I think use a glove, but uh, I was trying to field it like a normal baseball. And my dad was telling me, you know, all these people are diving on the ground. And I'm like, why would you get, why would you dive on the ground? <laughs> like, I didn't understand really any of the, the, the aspects of defense. It was just completely new to me. So that was, that was the one that yeah, I've definitely improved upon the most. And also the one that I, I, I would say I enjoy the most uh, just cause it's, it's different. It's fun. It's cool. Just honestly laying out and, you know, running after and stopping a ball that um, is a good ways away. I don't, it, it's fun to me. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Gotcha. And then I know, I believe you have done uh, skiing and some other adaptive sports as well, right? Uh, so, no, I've not. I was going to do, um, I know John, you know, he done, what is it? The cross country skiing, you know, the ski for life or uh, oh, yeah. okay. that event. But I never, I never made it out there to do that yet. I, as far as adaptive sports, not, I think beatball is really, I've always wanted to try goalball. I've always wanted to, you know, even the, the blonde soccer, I would like to just about try every blonde sport, you know, um, unless there's some that I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try, but I'd like to try them all out. Uh, it's just, you know, where I live, there's not many resources for blind sports and especially competitively. Um, so now I really haven't, I haven't got to try really any other sports, uh, especially competitively. I've shot some uh, basketball, uh, so I got a basketball. It's got some bells in it, and I'll I put a beeper. I got a little beeper that I'll put up on a goal. Um, oh, cool! So I've done some things as far as like on my own, you know, to try to uh, make things adaptable. Uh, as far as like I said, basketball. Um, not sure if you've ever heard. I think it's pretty well known now, but it's called cornhole. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it, 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 I guess it would be more of like darts as far as, you know, calling it a sport, but it's not really a sport. It's more of a, a game like horseshoes or something, but you, you know, you throw the bag and try to get in the hole. Yeah. Um, so that's another one. Like I take a beeper and I can put it in the front of the board in the center to try to make it, you know, more accessible um, or, you know, uh, adaptive. So, uh, the other thing in, you know, and it's, it's a little bit different than beat ball working out, but, um, that I recently got back into, this was actually last year is hunting. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be something that I'm going to be doing a lot more of too. I'm actually a part of a new, a new organization. It's, we just got approved as far as being a nonprofit here in North Carolina and it's called uh, guiding eyes outdoors. And okay. so, uh, yeah, and I'm 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 um I'm on the board kind of as the the blind uh, director, and so basically what we're you know our goal is you know right now we're you know if there is anybody in in North Carolina that would like to go hunting, then you know feel free to reach out because you know that's kind of the uh, I grew up hunting as well in the outdoors in the woods and stuff like that. I always enjoyed that, and I uh, I haven't been able to do that since losing my sight, and so I got connected with the with drew and uh he's the the guy that started this organization last year we went on a deer uh, on a deer hunt together and so 
yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to doing that as well. So, you know, going hunting, we're going to go, you know, take people, uh, take people fishing, stuff like that. And, you know, it's, um, we have veterans that are volunteering that are, uh, the gods kind of like the sighted gods that are taking out, uh, visually impaired people and other, other people hunting. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, too, to get involved with. Yeah, I know there is uh, an organization, uh, NAABS, North American Association of Blind Sportsmen, based out of Washington State, that's uh, been around for a little while. I did a previous episode on them, so I know it's it's definitely a growing, you know, as far as the outdoors type hunting and, and whatnot, fishing, uh, you know, very adaptable and, and certainly a pretty cool sport that's growing in this country. Absolutely, man. I mean, we, we um, yeah, we're working on some pretty... Uh pretty cool stuff you know i got uh i've got all kinds of of ideas and stuff in my head Uh, but uh (laughs) we're working on some pretty cool stuff uh are those people do they do like uh do they you know if they did uh guided hunts as far as uh, like big game like uh elk uh stuff like that i'm not sure i'm pretty sure yeah. they have done deer but as far as other yeah i'm not quite sure exactly what they've done but uh yeah i think they're you know they're kind of it sounds like similar to this organization as far as willing to try new things and um they've done uh, even like mushroom picking and just corn picking and some cool. stuff you'd never even think of you know that just out oh, out in nature i mean there's so much yeah. you can do no, nah, that's, and that's kind of, you know, uh, that, and that's one thing too, that I'd like to incorporate in with what we do is n- not just be like a ho- uh, hunt, hunting, you know, organization, but be more, um, well-rounded because that, you know, going hiking, you know, being out, like you said, just being outside, learning things, uh, learning how to do things for me is, uh, I feel like, you know, a, a lot of visually impaired people, blind people, they don't, they don't really do those things and for me growing up as a kid man i lived i lived outside like that was i was always outside in the woods you know whether it's like riding dirt bikes you know just me and my friends walking walking in the woods you know just going hiking um whatever it was we always were outside fishing or uh just wanted to be outside playing sports or whatever it was and you know that's it's it's a it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of um stuff to enjoy and i feel like uh you know, since I've lost my sight, I haven't been outside nearly as much. And that's what I, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to getting back at doing some of that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And I look forward to following that, uh, the nonprofit there in North Carolina and Hey, maybe we could even do a podcast, you know, about them and kind of the, the things that you guys are starting up there. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we could get, uh, get drew and, and, uh, you know, one, one of the guys maybe have a couple people on and yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah cool um so as far as youtube i know you did reference uh doing a lot of youtube stuff uh so just talk to me about kind of what inspired you to start getting into youtube and i know you've made a lot of videos on a lot of different things and obviously related to you know blindness and i know you're your guide dog you've done some stuff on that and just kind of talk to me about the inspiration behind all that yeah for sure so uh I, when I was in college, I think that was when YouTube, like actually the YouTube thing for me, there, no one will be able to find them. I know, but they're on there. <laughs> um, from when I was probably, this was when YouTube started. So this is, you know, back in 2000, 
six, seven, eight, probably around there. I don't know the exact sure. year. Uh, yep. But this is, you know, before YouTube was what it is now, you know, this is as a kid, like, I mean, there's one, like I said, we were always outside. So me and my cousin and, and uh, my other friend, Will, we were always, like I said, always outside doing something. And as, as boys, we were usually always uh, wanted to do something that could potentially get you hurt. Because if you can't get hurt, then what's the fun in it? So <laughs> why not record that? Because if you do get hurt, then you can laugh at it later. <laughs> so, yep. we, uh, so, you know, that's kind of how I always, I've always been into making videos. I always enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of how the roots of it got started. I remember in, in school, if I could ever make a video for a project instead of writing a paper, I would always ask and that some teachers, they would, they act like I was going above and beyond. So I was like, heck yeah. Cause it was easier for me. So, <laughs> um, but I, I watched when YouTube started to become more, I don't know. Like I, I watch a lot of YouTube now. There's a lot of people I follow, especially, you know, working out and cars. Those were like really two, um, or are two big, big, uh, kind of like areas and things on YouTube that I like to watch. But, uh, there were several guys and I was like, God, I've always liked making videos. I would like to do this. And I really didn't know like how, well, especially with working out, that was the, the area of working out in cars is what I was going to do. And so I didn't know what was going to set me apart from everybody to like make me stand out. So when I went blind, I was like, Hey, that's the, per that that's uh that makes it easy. So basically I lost my sight and I was like, I'm going to try to start making videos. And I, when I was losing my sight, I was, using like zoom on the computer and it was horrible. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't see my eyesight kept getting worse. And then I found out about voiceover on the Mac cause I already had a Mac. And so I, I got into it. Um, like, you know, taught myself how to use voiceover and learned how to use, uh, you know, how to edit videos, you know, without being able to see all that good stuff. And hmm. basically what I did, you know, a lot of the videos on there, there's a lot less on there, but they're, I just basically organized them into in the playlist so most of them you know the playlist if you click on them all the videos are in there but uh yeah basically you know like i said i i decided to compete in bodybuilding so what i did was just try to make videos kind of documenting my progress my journey you know here's kind of what i was doing here's how i was working out i was just basically documenting that process as a as a blind guy who was going to compete in bodybuilding and then every now and then i'd make some uh you know, like you, like you mentioned, I'd make some videos that were like blind specific videos, like, you know, telling people how I do something or, you know, something like that. Right. Right. And then your guide dog, you still have your dog, right? Yes. I have uh diesel in, uh, I think, you know, some of those videos were probably some of the first, I know a lot of people, I think's done it now, but when I did it, I don't think many people have or had filmed much in guide dog. So I, uh, when I went up to New York to get diesel, my God dog, I mean, you know, I, I didn't film every day. I was up there three weeks, but I filmed, I filmed a few videos up there and I, you know, I have the graduation on my channel, blah, blah. But I, I, it was cool. Cause it kind of gave people a perspective inside of what it's like to go get a God dog, I think, um, which is pretty cool. And yeah, I still, still have diesel. I haven't brought him to the world series just cause. I feel bad bringing him to the world series or, you know, to beat ball just cause we're playing baseball pretty much all day. So.
<laughs> for sure yeah i know they do have the the doggy daycare or whatever they call it but uh yeah it's still tough being away from your dog you know for that long yeah and uh what school is he from guiding eyes for the blind oh nice yep yep i know guiding eyes also does the running guides program yeah which is really neat he was a running dog um oh really i'm sure they would come out and you know i just where i live like i said i there's not much i mean in charlotte there is but i live about 35 40 minutes away from charlotte so there's not much as far as you know i can't just walk outside and go for a walk uh so yeah i haven't really ran i ran with him a couple times up in new york with him and uh i was the one that needed training i was so out of shape (laughs) as far as running so yeah gotcha yo and uh, so if people do want to follow you on YouTube or social media, anything you want to mention? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I do plan on, I haven't uploaded on YouTube in a while. Uh, you can kind of, you know, I've pl- uploaded a couple beat ball, little clips and stuff from highlights of, uh, the past year or so. Uh, but I, I, I hope to get back to, uh, uploading some workout videos and, uh, kind of getting back to doing probably not as many videos as I was, um, cause there for a little bit, I was doing one every other day or, you know, three a week or something like that. But I, I do want to get back to doing like one or two, uh, probably like one or two a week. But, uh, yeah, if you just search me on YouTube, but my name's, you know, Justin Holland, it'll, it should pop up. Um, you can, you can follow me there. And then on my YouTube, I have all my other like Instagram and stuff linked. Uh, uh, I don't really post much on Instagram or anything like that, but Hey, if you, uh, need to message me or get a hold of me, you know, YouTube comments. And, um, also my emails are all in, uh, my emails down in the description of all my videos, which is just Justin Holland fitness at gmail.com. So, yep. Feel free to search me up if you want to. And yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and put that stuff in the show notes. Uh, so everyone has that as well. Awesome. Definitely. All right. Again, we've been chatting with Justin Holland here on Eyes Free Sports. And uh, Justin, just want to say thanks so much for your time and uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Not for sure. I, uh, I appreciate you asking me to come on. And uh, yeah, I, I, I had a, a good time, you know, chatting with you, catching up. And and uh, I look forward to a exciting, exciting year of beatball coming up uh, here in the 2022 season. So it's about to get started. So I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. It was nice. Absolutely. Alrighty. Be sure to follow the eyes free sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyes free sports and on Twitter at eyes free sports. Eyes free sports.